You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Damie Zutani here as always, talking Minnesota Vikings on Odyssey's new Vikings podcast. Thanks so much for checking in with us, uh, Dane. It is sitting here on Tuesday, September 30th, August 30th, not September, I wish, uh, August 30th, roster cutdown day, getting down to that 53-man. We're recording this Tuesday morning. That's going to come out later in the day. We will touch on that a little bit in Thursday's episode. There were a couple moves made on Monday. Um, a couple guys put on IR. BC Johnson, we knew that with the ACL. T.Y. McGill, it sounds like um, a guy who probably had a shot to make the roster, but it, it seems like that ankle injury suffered against Denver uh, might be more serious than they'd hoped. Yeah, I'm sad about the T.Y. McGill. I think it became almost a joke as, as preseason wore on that I, I was kind of driving the, the T.Y. McGill bandwagon. But I do think he deserved to make the team. He was really, really good in the preseason. Um, not so great in practices like the ones that I saw. Like, And, and I think that's probably emblematic that it, in the preseason, it does not matter as much as practices do. The coaches see these guys every day. Yeah, you, you have one, two good preseason games. It does not mean... You, you are a roster lock. I think T.Y. McGill is proof of that. He also suffered an ankle injury, so it probably makes him a little easier to cut. Like, are you going to you know, wait, help him rehab, and then try and work him into your rotation? Or are you just going to find a different spot for a, a second th- string, third string guy? So a bummer for him, a super big bummer for B.C. Johnson. We talked a little bit about that on yeah. Sunday. Um, but, yeah, two guys on the IR, and then a, a handful of cuts yesterday – none of which really matter outside of, you know, I think the T.Y. McGill, it, it's it's a cut, but it, it was injury, injured reserve. So it'll end up being like an injury settlement there. That was like a notable cut. Myron Mitchell was a, a notable cut, kind of. Um, but the guys who get cut on that first day of this two-tiered, you know, cut down day, usually are guys that, that no one is thinking of. Right. And I didn't want to get too much into this. We did want to, for today's episode, really dive into the offense, kind of our offensive preview here for 2022, as we are now you know, less than two weeks out from the start mm-hmm. of, the, of the season against Green Bay. But since this is, you know, the unoffensive day, I think it is notable that uh, a guy who's expected to be a decent sized contributor for this offense is supposedly garnering a lot of interest from other teams. Uh, Chris Thomason from the Pioneer Press, our paper. Uh, Chris does a great job. Check out his work reported that 12 teams interested in Alexander Madison and potential trades with the Vikings. Uh, Madison in the last year of his deal, Dalvin Cook's primary backup. Look, I don't know if maybe, maybe by the time this podcast some, comes out, something will be executed um, as far as the trade goes. Uh, maybe like it, the winds will have blown by and it's no nope, Madison's here to stay. Uh, maybe something happens even as we get closer to the season. But here's what I want to know from you right now, Dane. Is trading Alexander Madison, let's assume it's going to be a fourth round pick. 
Let's just throw that out as the baseline. Is that a good idea for Minnesota? Um, the, I guess the pros being that you don't lose him for nothing next offseason. Uh, the cons being that you don't have Alexander Madison this season. Where do you fall on that side of the fence? No, I, I think that's the Vikings fan base and Vikings Twitter kind of galaxy braining themselves out of a good player right now. Like just because T- Ty Chandler looked good in the preseason doesn't mean he'll look good in the regular season. You know who looks good in the regular season when he has to, when he's had to fill in for Dalvin Cook in the past? Alexander Madison. So no, I don't think it's a good idea. Again, we're recording this at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. So maybe by the end, maybe by Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, whatever, like a trade is made. But I, I find it hard to believe that the Vikings are, in a season that they want to be really competitive, are, are going to trade away a guy with, not only NFL experience, but NFL success. He's he's been a good running back in the league when he's had to be. Um, nobody is mistaking him for a great running back in the league, but he's serviceable and and he's someone that's proven behind a, a guy who we won't say Dalvin Cook is injury prone, but we'll say he 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 suffers. He gets banged up every so often, right? Like he's generally been available throughout his career, aside from that ACL. But he'll miss two three games a year, like most running backs. So you want someone proven behind him, not a rookie Ty Chandler. I think trading Alexander Madison would be a a mistake and and something the Vikings probably would regret at some point this season. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, uh, that's it. If a trade happens for Alexander Madison, you can just know that the two of us are not fans of it. Um, you know, we, you don't have to wait for a Thursday breakdown. Uh, we are against it. Now, of course, if that's, you know, like a second round pick or something like that, then sure, I would say, okay, you can't turn that down. That's not going to be what the price would be for an Alexander Madison trade. People aren't looking for that for a current backup quarter running back. Um, I'm with you in the sense that, okay, are you trying to win this year or not? Um, the All the intentions have been, yep, trying to win this year, trying to push it, see where we can go with this group. Uh, that's all the offseason has indicated that that is the plan. Um, and if, you're trading away a guy who will almost certainly start two or three games for you this year um, and still contribute in other games. That suggests that you're not trying to win this year. It's like fence sitting like we saw Rick Spielman do a couple seasons towards the end of his tenure. And it went terribly every time, like pick a lane. Yes or no. Um, The Vikings have said yes. So now don't trade away a guy for minimal compensation who should be a decent sized contributor for your team this year. Like if if you're trying to win games in 2022, a fifth round pick, a fourth round pick, Next year doesn't help you. Um, Alexander Madison on your roster does help you. Um, I, I just, I, Ty Chandler's great. Nice change of pace option. I think here as you move into this rookie year, you can use him in a couple different ways. Um, Alexander Madison should be this team's second running back. Let's use that, Dane, as a, a kind of a segue into this offense. Um, let's do the news part of this first because we've talked about it before. And the NFL Top 100 list is now officially totally out. Um, and Justin Jefferson, I think now lands... Not as high up on the list as we thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number 17, I will say, going off of that, number 17 by the player voted thing. ESPN also came out with their own top 100. That list had Justin Jefferson at number seven overall. Um, 
outside of quarterbacks, he was behind only Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and TJ Watt. And just for a little housekeeping, the other Vikings on ESPN, the same as the Vikings on the NFL list, Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, quite different rankings. Dalvin Cook was 81, Kirk Cousins 89 on that ESPN list. Uh, yeah, like that's it's what did you think of Justin Jefferson? Which is more accurate, 17 or 7 in your mind? I think 17 is probably more accurate than, than 7. 7 feels high just because I think that list should be reserved largely for quarterbacks. Like, And it, it has been in the past, and that's that's kind of played out in, in, in both of the those lists. But I don't know. I, I need one more season out of, out, of, out of Justin Jefferson to maybe want to push him in that top 8, top 7 range. Um, 17 still feels a little low, but I, I just had him more in like the mid teens, you know, maybe in the 13, 12 range seven feels a bit high, but 17, I think that jump is maybe proof that across the league he's viewed by his peers as someone who's taking a step, but you know, I, I feel like that maybe the ways that he dominates on the field the the way that we're talking about him this off season, seventeen's probably a little low, but it's just a little closer to the number um, that I think I would have landed that. So that's why I, st- I stay there. I think seven is like the presumptive number, right? Like it it is the number where it's like we think that's what he's going to be this season. It's not what he was in the past. I don't think, um, even as dominant as he was at times last season. I definitely think this is like a, you know, Cooper Cup was like four or five. Um, and Justin Jefferson is viewed in that light. And I think a lot of people expect him to be that player this season. Like I, I covered the, a lot of the Tim Roves as well. And Anthony Edwards had a great year last year. And people are expecting this massive leap where he's going to be, you know, tremendous this year. Justin Jefferson was already tremendous last year. And people are still expecting like a massive mm-hmm. leap. I think there are people out there who think Justin Jefferson's like a 2000 yard option. Um, and he might do that. All the camp reports are like this dude is still unbelievable, if not better. Uh, so you got to make the leap. You, you, you got to you got to do that to, to be up I think in that, that is, number. That's where I think the ESPN one was a little bit presumptive that he's going to. Um, mm-hmm. Like here's what here's what these guys are going to be in 2022. Uh, because I saw on their list like Tom Brady was like 20. Well, Tom Brady was better than 20 last year. Uh, right. Russell Wilson was 13. Well, Russell Wilson wasn't even close to being 13 last year. He missed games when he came back. He was not very good. But I think their presumption is in Denver this year, he'll be 13. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's might be a little bit more towards uh, the NFL list with the players voting. There's obviously, like you've talked about, some bias and popularity there. But that might have been what you've done. And ESPN's is maybe what you're going to do. Um, and I think in those two lenses, I think, frankly, both are fair. Yeah, it also kind of feels like the ESPN list comes out at a time where, you know, the train is is moving fast on the tracks as far as the Justin Jefferson hype goes. Like, if if you're doing this this exercise as a collective at ESPN, and you're doing it in, you know, the heat of training camp or towards the end of training camp when when Justin Jefferson's looked really good and and he's also someone that's been talked about as a major breakout candidate. I think that can kind of influence decision too, in, in, a, in a way. So again, I think you're probably right when you say the lists, while they try and articulate the same thing are probably operating under a different criteria. And then that makes sense. Um, people 
sometimes want to look at what is he going to do? What is he expecting to do? Where it feels like maybe the, the player list is, you know, what have you done? What have you done in the league? Have you established yourself? That's why Tom Brady was one in, in, in the NFL top 100 player list. He's, he's Tom Brady. He's done it. That's why he's number one in that list. So. It, um, I think it's worth pointing out again, because we talked in the past, Hey, the NFL list had three Vikings in the top 100. Well, so did ESPN's list. And they had one Viking in the top 80. Uh, that's a talent problem. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to shout it out too many times uh, to, to try to be negative over here, but like, that's a little bit alarming uh, that, you know, have two segments of people, you have NFL players and a bunch of NFL writers who are all saying this roster is not very talented um, as far as like high end talent here. Um, you, no defensive players again. Um, I think that's just a little a, bit alarming. Yeah. It's just a lot. They have a lot to prove this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you're right. Like we talk about this top tier talent, top tier talent, and 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 we'll get more into that in our next segment. Like yep. the talent is is immense on the offensive side of the ball, if not a little unproven still. Or or there's there's guys that are maybe aging out, or maybe a guy like Irv Smith who who needs to take a jump. But the, the talent on the offensive side of the ball in a vacuum is, is right up there at the top of the league. But yes, the defense is a concern. It's something that, that you and I talked a lot about over the weekend. And, and the depth is, is really a concern too. Like you need all of, you need all three things. You need a talented offense, duh, talented defense, duh, but you need depth if you want to compete at a high level in, in the NFL. Oh, and three preseason when, when you're playing your second and third stringers and just getting walloped in all, in all three games, doesn't speak to your depth. I think the Vikings have a top tier talent problem. I think they have a depth problem too. But other than that, everything looks really good. Um, we're going to get more into the offense here. We're going to look at uh, the the weapons and and Minnesota's skill positions. And you know, we talk a lot about these guys in very high regard. Where do they rank in the NFL? Somebody actually did that for us in July, uh, so we don't have to do too much work here. Uh, we're going to get into that here in this next segment as we really kind of roll into our offensive preview on today's episode.